Hey, is this Nancy? Yep. Nancy. Hey, yeah. How's it going? Oh, great. <laughs> are you are you are you normally up this early? I get up at four four thirty every morning. Nancy, what is your occupation? I'm a nurse. I work up there near you. I lived up in Shawnee. Uh huh. I worked in Olathe for sixteen years. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. I really like urgent care. I really didn't think I'd like urgent care, but I really did. What did you like about that? I enjoyed the the um, quickness of it. The you know stitches one minute and a cold or flu or you know just just a variety of things. Cleaning someone's ear was just the coolest thing. Half the nurses hated it, but <laughs> I enjoyed Wait, it. You said you talking about cleaning? Is that what you said? Clean out their ears, yeah. Because, <laughs> oh, if they couldn't hear, and all of a sudden they can hear again. You are a very compassionate person, Nancy. <laughs> yeah, right, okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Epilogue Cabin. I'm your host, Dave Cedillo. Today we're talking to Nancy Adamson about pastries, nursing, and cleaning out someone's ears. Stay with us. I've never heard anyone say, I love cleaning out somebody's ears. Well, think about it. I mean, they, they think they've lost their hearing, and all of a sudden it was, you know, it was just plugged up. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> Some of it was pretty gross. I mean, gross. But right. that comes with it. And you're like, how did all that fit in their ears? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did. I did not see this coming. I'm glad I haven't eaten too much solid food for breakfast yet. <laughs> oh, I mean, just just the funniest things and sad that kind of stuff, but a lot of funny stuff. And it just seems like urgent care and emergency rooms get a lot of funny stuff. Oh, and, uh, and I think it's because God wants us to laugh about something. <laughs> <laughs> And it's like, you know, they tell you, if, if you're going to smell something bad, be prepared for it. You know, don't make a face. These people don't know that they stink. Yeah, and, yeah. And so we put um, mentholatum up our nose. So, oh. golly, you're not going to smell nothing else. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> and the doctor gave us that trick. He He had been, you know, a doctor for a lot of years, and so... He's like, okay, get the mentholatum out. And I'm like, that's what that is in the drawer for. You know, oh. I kind of wondered. I knew we weren't going to give it to a patient because it had been used. <laughs> 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 you know, you kind of wonder, what is this doing here? Now, it's it's funny that you're bringing up all this stuff. I mean, this all sounds very practical to me, and I'm just wondering, did they give you any kind of inkling about this kind of stuff when you were going to school to become a nurse or is this stuff that you no. learn more so on the job? It's, it's, it's per, per region, per, you know, because a, a country nurse is probably going to see a lot different stuff. So in school, you don't learn any of that. You, it's definitely on the job. 
Just a heads up to listeners, in the next segment, Nancy and I talk about popping dislocated bones back into place. It's not super graphic, but it's not for everyone. Putting a shoulder back into place, helping them do that, boy, that was really cool. Oh, man. You lay them on the ground and some sheets different ways and bam, pop it back into place. Mm. If you get in quicker, you know, they can just pop it back into place, but if you have to go manipulating too much on them and you got to do some strategic moves. <laughs> yeah, and, and then another doctor's like, oh, you guys shouldn't have went that far. You should have been sent to ortho. And, but this doctor was from Australia, um, was happened to be working for us at the time. He was like, I do this. I did this all the time. And um, I was like, well, I've never seen this before. He's like, well, all I need you to do is this, and then someone else needs to pull this way. And and then we told the doctors the next day what we did. They're like, oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway. um, You know, it's funny. uh, These are two things you brought up that I've actually – I mean, I'm a CPR instructor now. That's one of my means of income. And so I teach – I have to certify, you know, nurses, doctors, EMTs, how to – every two years uh, so i you know remind him how to use aeds and stuff but then there was years ago there was a fella he's a friend of mine who fell off a ladder and he had dislocated his shoulder and and he said okay i really don't want to go to the doctor dave so i'm gonna i'm gonna show you what to do and you i'm gonna you hold me in place and i'm gonna do this and and that's and we did it i think the first time we tried it it didn't quite go and i think he had to go throw up and then he came back the second time like within seconds and we popped it in and he goes oh yeah did you feel i go i didn't feel it but as long as you felt it that's all that matters It, it, it kind of makes your stomach turn when someone when you can feel the bone move. Uh-huh. It's weird, but like I said, usually the doctor's the one, and usually the nurse doesn't have to help them. It's like when when they pop my finger back into place, I, I broke my little pinky. Mm-hmm. It was like it was like in a seven shape, plus <laughs> like seven. Anyway, they had to pop that thing back into place. Oh, he said, you know, I can give you all kinds of shots. But he said, it's going to take, you know, a second. And it's going to be a lot of pain. Yeah. But he said, the shots are going to hurt. And I, and I knew what he meant. The lidocaine hurts worse than go ahead and get that done. Mm-hmm. So, and so you but, did it? Um, he, he, yeah, he pulled it back into place without a shot. So, so are you retired then? Well, kinda. I, I I feel I feel better now, so I I just call it retired. Is 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 your sister Sarah? Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I remember that. <laughs> yeah, Sarah. Dawn. I always called her Sarah Dawn. No, I'm sure no one else knew her middle name. <laughs> Sarah Dawn. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, I didn't know that was that was her middle name. Yeah, well, I, I've always just called her that. It was kind of a southern thing. So. <laughs> <laughs> and is is that your only sibling, or do you have more? Oh, I have six sisters, and I had two brothers. Oh, uh, man. You came yeah, from a big family. Seven, seven of us girls are still around, so we get together. Okay. Boy. Yeah, and, and I, I was, I, uh, my sister sent me a picture. The only picture I have is me as, uh, as an infant is her holding me, and she's 12 years old at the time. Oh, boy. My, my oldest sister. She's, 
and that's the the picture I have of me as the baby. And then the picture, the uh, the only other picture of me as a little kid was me standing on a table, and that's the I was like two or three years old, uh-huh. and I was in Germany, and that was the picture I put in the. Annual. I was going to ask, yeah, if you didn't have any baby pictures, what'd you put in the annual when they all want when they yeah, wanted yeah, us all that, to put those in? That, that was the only picture Mom had in in our photograph album as me as a little kid. <laughs> Until I started school, there was no pictures of me. at the reunion um of course there's you know quite a few people that said they were going to be there you you weren't there and i just didn't see you were you no i didn't i okay. didn't even say um i i think i probably liked it and i followed it <laughs> a bit, but i knew i wasn't gonna go so i thought well you know i i'm not gonna say that i'm gonna go if i'm not gonna go <laughs> okay i just i was, I was thinking i'm gonna yeah. feel like a real dick if i'd say hey i missed you oh dave i was right sitting two two seats yeah, down from <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, Perry, he, um, my, uh, my significant other, whatever, he, he for sure did not want to go. Oh. And I, and I just wanted, I, I didn't want to go by myself. Mm. I don't know why, you know, it's just a lot of people that I hadn't seen for a long time. Yeah. Hey, how you doing? Nice to see you. Hey, Mark, how you doing? What's up? Yeah, so sorry, I'm sorry, sorry to talk. Yeah, we didn't hey, talk. Yeah. Did you get a pen from Ken? Yes, I did. Computer guy. Right, Bob. How you doing? Dan Koretsky. I saw you over to your dad's dealership. Yeah, I sell BMWs. You guys remember Bob Seppola? Oh, sure. 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 Debbie Radio. <laughs> Bobby Beamer. <laughs> you want to do some bluff? What an incredibly sweet gesture, but I think I'll pass. Hi, Bob. It's me, Martin, from high school. I'm drawing a complete blank. I, I've taken up baking, and uh, anyway, a lot of people that follow me on Facebook know oh, she bakes. I was going to ask you, what do you do for fun, or that? Um, well, you've got the questions, yeah, or I sent I, them I to you. Like to bake. And yeah. baking is what you do for fun. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, now that I don't have any orders, I purposely am not pushing myself. I, I really just don't want to, I either don't want to hear, well, uh, no, we, we, we don't want anyone coming to our house yeah. or you know, we don't want to take any germs into our house. But, um, you know, I'm seeing on TV people dropping off boxes of baked goods to nurses and stuff. And I, I would love to do something like that. What's the coolest thing you've ever baked? What kind of visually or or taste taste wise? What would you say is the your piece de resistance? What's the thing that you love the best? Well, I, my my cinnamon rolls, um, they're they're thick and um, they're soft and they stay soft. So I guess my cinnamon rolls. That sounds tasty. My, my sugar cookies are really good. I couldn't believe how good they are. The icing I put on them are very tasty the visually 
I made by accident a a uh, wreath out of cinnamon mm-hmm. dough. I had some dough left, and so I made it to look like a Christmas wreath. I did that for St. Patrick's Day with the Christmas. I mean, with the um, with the sugar cookie dough. I did. And I thought, well, because for Valentine's, I did a bunch of, you know, hearts and um, putting the red icing on there, the the cookie itself staying that, you know, whitish yellow color, you know, yeah. it was kind of messy if I touched the sides of the cookie. And I thought, I can't get away from getting icing on the sides of the cookie. I'm not a, I'm not a professional. So... Um, and wherever it came to the St. Patrick's Day stuff, I thought, well, let's just solve that problem, make the dough the same color as the <laughs> <laughs> icing, and then if I touch the sides, you really can't tell. <laughs> That's cool, oh. Nancy. You know what? I, something just pushed a memory. Okay. I used to the about the strangest thing or the neatest thing I've made, fruitcake. Fruitcake? Fruitcakes, I made fruitcakes over the past fall, and <laughs> it got it got some some authors atten- the the reporter's attention at the newspaper, and she called me and wanted to interview me. She thought it was going to be some nostalgic story about how my family has always done fruitcakes, right? Oh, wow. I'm like, no, our family hated fruitcakes. <laughs> I said I had a customer that wanted fruitcake, so the easiest way for me to do it is just do a bunch, you know. Yeah. Why? You can't do just one fruitcake. Anyway, so <laughs> I, I, I bought the brandy and I bought the, you know, all the stuff. And I put a bunch of different kinds of dried fruits and all that stuff. So I got to say, that was pretty interesting. I mean, I was like $90 into brandy oh uh, before the season was over. And I still have two fruitcakes in the freezer ready for <laughs> But <laughs> But, you know, I sold, I sold quite a few. I, I'm at probably 35 or something. Dang. I would not I'm, have guessed her that there was that many fruitcake fans out there. They either love it or hate it. What you making? Fruitcake. What you baking? Fruitcake. Candy cherries, red dye number two. Green cherries, green ones too. It's fruitcake. It's fruitcake. My conversation with Nancy covered many topics, two of which were her Desert Island book and movie. I was really, really looking into that, and I thought, you know, what book would I really want? And I thought, you know, the one that tells more stories and something you'd want to go back to is the Bible. So I would just want my Bible. My favorite movie is Sabrina, the one with Humphrey Bogart and... um, Oh, yeah. Yeah, Audrey Hepburn. Yeah, that's a classic. Yeah, the the newer one with with, uh, Harrison... And Greg Kinnear. And that's really that, that was the first one I, I seen, and I didn't know that there was an older one. Mm-hmm. And, and when I found the older one, I liked it better. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, I did. So, um, But I like a lot of her movies. Um, 
I think with Gregory Peck and oh, she was over in Rome. Roman, Roman Holiday. Yes, I love that one. Yeah, that's Wasn't a good one. Peck, that one. Yeah, Gregory uh, Peck. Yeah, he was the male lead in that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, where they, where she, where she has him in her apartment, and they got the sheet up in the room. <laughs> kind of funny. I just but, remember uh, them on that little scooter riding around. And she, you know. Yeah, yeah. Joe, we can't go running around town with a hot princess. Do you want in on this deal, or don't you? And what a deal it is when the princess starts giving Greg the royal runaround. So come along, share their gay and giddy holiday, because all the things happen to them that you'd always hope for on the happiest day of your life. Share the fun as the princess comes face to face with the kind of characters she never bumped into before. Share the glory of a romance as radiant as the Roman moonlight. And share the excitement of the wildest escapade that ever set the eternal city on its ear. Your best high school memory. Did you have something for that? Oh, probably band. I was going to ask. I seem to remember you in a band outfit. I remember you playing in band. You played with Darla, right? With what? Yeah, yeah. My sister. Yeah, Yeah, clarinet. You played clarinet? Yeah, in in marching band, and I played uh, uh, tenor sax in jazz band. Oh, that's cool. It was something that got me through, you know, gave you confidence and that kind of stuff. And um, it was a lot of fun. It was just hanging out with all the guys after jazz band and doing stuff together. and um, Stuff I probably would have never, because my parents, my dad was pretty strict and we didn't, you know, unless you figured it out on your own, you didn't get to do fun stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, and and if you did something wrong, that was the first thing take from you was the fun stuff oh yeah he would have took my clarinet away boy so, yeah you know, i was always a little jealous of you you band i mean i didn't think of people as band geeks i never even heard the word band geeks or band nerds until i was in my 20s i think and and when darla was in band and all of you that were in band i just had it in my mind somehow that you all knew how to play the instruments before you got in the band. I didn't realize that someone joined the band to learn how to play an instrument. That just, I, that. You know how hilarious. Did you ever see the spook light? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, a couple times. But we, had, as kids, went pretty often. I mean, I lived out in the country pretty near there. Uh, not as close as many, but um, we lived, you know, probably four or five miles away. Did it ever but, get really close to you? It was always at a distance. It was always always like it was a lantern or something. We always kind of wondered what it was. Yeah. And I don't know. Maybe it was the interstate. People <laughs> 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 think it was, but it was always high, and it kind of like swung a little. Uh huh. 
and you and you kind of I don't know. As kids, you were convinced. Oh yeah. You know, but as adults, you want to you know break it down. What was it? Who's doing it? You know. But there was always um, like if it was um, my mom setting it up through just a bunch of friends taking all of us kids. Then the adults would go out into the woods and scare us to death. Oh my gosh, they would do that. They would jump out of the woods onto back when when the road was dirt. It yeah. wasn't. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's dirt all anymore. All but back then, yeah. <laughs> and and then then the church would take us on hay rides and stuff <laughs> like that. So two different groups taking us. Well, the church, the the. Older boys would go out and jump out of the woods. I mean, it didn't matter who was taking us. They were going to scare us to death. Oh, man. But, um, yeah. And so the last time I went, it was probably when I was uh, part of the youth group. And I was in, a, I think I was a junior or senior in high school or something. So that was probably the last time I went to see the spook light. My ex-husband, and we were still really good friends. Mark a Durban. Okay. Um, he he graduated in eighty. Mm. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he's been gone eleven years. Mark has, but you know, it took me a long time to get over. Mm. Uh, we were we were divorced probably oh fourteen years when he passed. But I mean, it took me three years to even think about dating again. And we were divorced 14 years. Wow. But for me to even think about a serious relationship or anything, because, I mean, that that love you have for, even though you've you've broken ties or whatever, but we were still good friends, and, and he wanted to remarry and, and that kind of thing. I thought, okay, you know, there's, there was a couple of things that if that didn't, wasn't any different. What's the point of getting married again? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, um, yeah. So, because you know, you'll still have the same conflict or whatever. But um, anyway, so Mark, I, I would got to say, I guess I really knew the the true love of my life. I really did. Um, though it was a different and estranged or whatever. Um, you know, I just. Um, yeah, yeah. That's special, Nancy. I mean, not not that many no. people can say that. Even even though you went through what you went through and it didn't end well, but if if you've got some good memories to hold on there, that's that's really uh, cool. And, yeah, because you know, I I was married again, but um, it was it's different because I was glad to walk away. <laughs> I, I married. I married. It was when I was still had my concussion problem, and I didn't realize I had a problem. Mm. And then you, you, you commit to something that my God, my family was like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, that's when you <laughs> got to listen to your like, family, boy. <laughs> I now know, but it's like at the time they were trying to tell me, but my brain couldn't couldn't understand it. Yeah, and. That when someone tells you when there's a, a major event happen in your life, don't make these decisions. Right. Like buy a house, buy a car, get married. Why <laughs> 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 you listen to that little voice in your head? Because <laughs> oh, I am living proof that you don't do you until 
you know, someone signs off, and it may have to be your oldest sister, your youngest sister, whatever, until someone says, okay, you're back to normal. (laughs) (laughs) Because, um, you know, you just don't, I seemed normal, and I seemed normal to myself, but I wasn't normal. And the people that knew it was my family. And they're the ones that would know. Right, and it's, uh, yeah, the, <laughs> yeah, and it's like, I'm telling you stuff I wouldn't tell anybody. You just turn something on, baby. <laughs> well, I tell Jenny, I tell my wife, whenever I get done with these uh, conversations, I always feel like a fake psychiatrist, you know, because I just, I just yeah. ask questions and I just listen. That's all I do. And then I make occasional observ- observations. <laughs> A totally new job after all this. <laughs> Boy, that's a job that'll bring in some money. <laughs> so you're down in Anderson, Missouri? Yeah. yeah. Okay. No. Well, stay well and hang tough. And thank you again, Nancy. I'm, I'm so glad hey. we were able to talk. And uh, I'm just, thank you for your honesty and your answers. And it's this has been really cool. Well, it's great talking to you. I appreciate it. All right. You have a good day. Okay, you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. The Epilogue Cabin is made possible by a desire to stay connected to old friends, and it's a labor of love inspired by the class of 84. My thanks to Nancy Adamson for taking a break from baking and sharing her memories. Music for this show provided by Burial Gate, The Subs, Fred Schneider and the Superians, and the Seneca Junior High School Marching Band. I'm Dave Cedillo. When you get cabin fever, come on back to the Epilogue Cabin. <laughs>